We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Chargers Analytics with Arjun. In this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit about the defense and explaining why I think the cornerback is the most important position group on defense. And we'll kind of just do like a a very short ranking of each of the position groups and their importance on defense. So in Brandon Staley's scheme, right, we I've talked about this a lot. He's going to be utilizing a too high safety look. Right. And he loves running nickel and dime. Why he knows that passing the ball is much more efficient than running the ball. And his defense is solely designed to stop big plays, which is important given that we're playing in a division with Patrick Mahomes. Right. And if you've watched that, if you watch that chiefs bucks game, not the super bowl, but the game they played in the regular season, you know, that those two Mahomes and Tyree kill and all of the speedsters they have on their team can easily take the top off the defense anytime they choose to. So Staley's defense is built to counter high explosive offensives just like that. And I think the cornerback room is really the most important room in in helping the defense to be the most successful. Now, why is the cornerback room the most important? Well, if we look at the 2020 Rams, right? And before the season started, if you asked any fan outside of being a Rams fan. So if you ask like any fan that is not a Rams fan and you ask them who's Darius Williams and Troy Hill, I doubt that many people would have known, right? Like they were two guys that not many people knew about, but were the projected starters on the depth chart. And Brandon Staley turned them both into reliable starters, much so that Darius Williams got a first round tender by the Rams. And then Troy Hill signed a multi multi-year deal with the Browns, right? So he, Brandon Staley is able to turn these cornerbacks into reliable starters, no matter where they're drafted or how bad their play was coming into 2020. Now I'm going to share my screen real quick, and we're going to be talking about um, war. So war stands for wins above replacement. Um, This was a stat that really came up in baseball to start. And like, if you go on like ESPN stats or something, you'll see that uh, war is one of the, the stats they show on like the stat page, but PFF, has created its own wins above replacement metric. And I think it's, uh, they've said it's still a work in progress, but this is like a rough uh, outlook on on the war for each position in the 2020 season based on the top 32 players at each position. So we can see off the bat, cornerback is 
has the highest war out of any position group on defense, which is expected given that cornerbacks are pretty much the position that impact the passing game the most. I think one of the biggest discussions going on in football and analytics right now is, do you rather have coverage or would you, ra- would you rather have an elite secondary or an elite pass rush? And this is the way I've looked at it, right? And I'm on the coverage side. You can manufacture pressure, right? All you have to do is be able to send a couple more blitzers. And if you trust your cornerbacks enough, you can send all out blitzes like the Ravens do because you got, you got guys like Marlon Humphrey, uh, Marcus Peters, and Jimmy Smith on the back end to stop any receivers, right? You can blitz more if you trust your coverage more. But no matter how good your pass rush is, if your coverage sucks, then the receivers are going to get open uh, fast and more often than if your coverage is good and your pass rush is bad. I think the best example of this was looking like the 49ers from this past year, right? Losing Nick Bosa, losing Solomon Thomas, D Ford played like one game. Uh, and so they pretty much only had like Arik Armstead and Kerry Hyder, who was pretty much an unknown coming into this year. And yet they still had a top five defense because Robert Sala understood how to manufacture pressure. Jason Barrett had one of the best years out of, out of any cornerback in 2020. And when Richard Sherman came back towards the end of the year, that defense was locking up. So pretty much to, to look at the corner, the coverage versus uh, pass rush debate, you can manufacture pressure, but you can't really manufacture good coverage. And in the end, if the pass rush doesn't get there and you have good coverage, you're forcing the QB to hold onto the ball longer. And there is a definite correlation between, between time to throw and uh, taking, uh, uh, generating pressure or taking a sack. So in that case, that's why the cornerback as seen in this graphic, has the highest war. And the safety has the second highest war. Why? Because the safety is probably the second most impactful position when it comes to stopping the pass, right? So let's just talk a little bit about the Chargers in this scenario, right? A corner, the projected starters right now at corner will be Michael Davis at the one, Chris Harris at the two, who moves inside to the slot when um, they go nickel. And then, I mean, we really don't know what the CB2 position is going to be in nickel, right? I think Daniel Popper's talked about this a lot, and I'm going to bring up this article. Um, they said Chris Harris is going to be playing Nick outside corner, nickel corner, and dimebacker, right? So it's kind of the, like Adrian Phillips role from 2018. But they've also talked about how a guy like Brandon Faison has impressed during camp, and he does have a, quite a bit of size and length to him. He's, like, he's about like 6'1", 6'2", a willing tackler. And I'm not saying Asante Samuel Jr. is bad because I thought he was like the perfect fit for the Chargers given his – um ball tracking ability and his ability to break break up passes and get interceptions but if they like Brandon face on that much then he, he can be starting on the outside and the, when they move Chris Harris inside now another thing I thought was super interesting is Derek Ansley the Chargers secondary coach when he had a press conference he talked about how he was trying to teach Asante Samuel how to play safety right similar to how Derwin and Chris Harris have these like are kind of these like quote unquote positionless players. Asante Samuel could be one of those guys where he might not play in nickel, but if they run dime, he could come in and play that nickel corner while Chris Harris moves to dime backer, or he moves, or or uh, when Asante comes in and dime, Asante plays safety, Derwin moves to dime backer, and Chris Harris moves to nickel back. So I think the possibilities that the Chargers have with personnel groupings are endless. And to me, this is this is um it's going to be created on a play by play basis, right? So say it's like a third and five and it's, there's a possibility that the offense is going to be rushing. 
well, then maybe you want to move Derwin James to Dimebacker so you have another guy closer to the line of scrimmage and you put Asante Samuel at safety farther away from the line of scrimmage because he's only 5'10". He might not be a, a willing tackler. And then you also have Derwin James guarding probably a tight end like a Darren Waller or Travis Kelsey. Then you have Asante Samuel seeing the field. And one, of, like I said, one of his best abilities is his ability to play on the ball. And that is a, that is a skill and trait that is actually transferable from the college to the NFL. So that's why I think cornerback and safety are the most important positions on this defense. And obviously at safety, Derwin James, Nasir Adderley, hoping for Derwin to stay healthy and then Nasir to have a bounce back here. This is like a system that would be perfect for him where he's not pretty much just the cleanup guy. He's going to be having a lot of roles in this defense. So based on war, linebacker is the third most important position on defense. Um, I'm not sure how I necessarily feel about this. Like I said, this is still like a work in progress, this metric. Um, but linebackers are slowly getting phased out of the NFL, right? Like unless you're a stud coverage linebacker that can be used on all three downs and can stay on the field and nickel, you know, you're not going to play very much if you're just a run-stuffing li linebacker, just like a Denzel Perriman, right? That's why Drew, Tran Drew Tranquil was so important to this defense last year because he was a better coverage linebacker than Kenneth Murray. And so when he goes down, Kenneth has to take more of a responsibility in coverage, and that's not something that he was particularly good at in college or in the NFL. So edge, which is kind of that like outside linebacker position where Joey Bosa, Shannon Nwosu are playing, that's the fourth most position. I would have expected this to be the second most important, but I think edge players have an important role in the run. And so that's why their war is lower because running the ball isn't as efficient as passing. So Stop. If you're a good run stuffer as an edge player, you're not really contributing as much as if you were a good pass rusher like a Joey Bosa was uh, is uh, going into 2021. And obviously at edge, I think it's an intriguing group, right, with Bosa and Nwosu, and now we got Fackerel and um, Chris Rump. And I'm, I'm just trying to see what Joey Bosa is going to be playing, right? Is he going to be playing hand in the dirt or is he going to be playing like how many times is he going to be dropping into coverage on every game? I would estimate about one to two snaps just to keep the offense on their toes. But yeah, I found it, found it interesting that edge was the fourth most important position. And then finally, interior D-line. This should come to no surprise. Um, interior D-linemen, so like the Linval Josephs, Jerry Tillery's, uh, Justin Jones, their main goal on the field is to stop the run on first and second down. And then if you're like a nose tackle like Linval Joseph, you'll probably be taken out on third downs unless you're really good at commanding double teams to free up your edge rushers to get one-on-one -on -one matchups. Right. So the D line group. Yeah. I think the, the depth behind Linval Joseph is pretty weak, right? Like Christian Covington, he's nothing special. Like he's like a good role player could be a good depth piece depth piece could push for a starting role because he started in uh, Cincinnati last year, but I wouldn't worry too much about this interior defensive line group. Like, yeah, if they get hurt, that's, it's not a good sign because those are our projected starters, but they're always replaceable. And the main thing you want to do on defense is stop the pass. And interior D linemen probably have the least amount of uh, correlation to stopping the pass when just looking at defense. So again, I think this defense has a lot of possibilities when, when talking about what the personnel groupings are going to look like. Brandon Silly himself has said, and we've done a lot of research on this, that he's going to put his best players in the best positions to be. And he's going to try to find ways to make his best players succeed. Right, so if, if that means playing Asante Samuel at safety, then so be it. Obviously, I think he we need to try him out at boundary corner because even though he doesn't have the size, he has the ball skills, 
and the ability to make plays on the ball. And I think it would be a good compliment to like a Michael Davis and a Chris Harris. And even if Brandon Faison beats him out, I do see Asante gaining a role in nickel and dime packages, depending on the team they play or the type of uh, down and distance that we see them, we see the Chargers in. So that brings us to the end of the episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Don't forget to leave any potential topics in the comments for me to look at later. And with that, as always, bolt up.